I think maybe that's really the only orgy I've ever. That's had. was my first and only orgy. Yeah. yeah. And I think of it fondly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fond orgy memories. Welcome to Two Hot Wives, a podcast where two friends in open marriages explore the exciting world of unconventional sex. Hey, hotties, I'm Kat. And I'm Ams. And we're the two hot wives. Tonight, we're talking about house parties. I love the idea of house parties, but I have to say, none of them have ever lived up to like the promise of a super sexy, casual experience. And I don't know about you, but I find house parties a little bit tricky to navigate. What about you? Absolutely. I think um, a lot of it has to do with the location, the size of the party, how many people are going to be there, and and just a lot of planning if you're going to have your own house, house party. Yeah. Um, but I always feel a little anxious I get when we that. go because I, I don't know what to expect. Yeah. I mean, when you get anywhere between like four and 20 couples together, it can result in some interesting combinations, some really sexy fun, but it can also lead to a lot of complications because, you know, the rules aren't always really clear. It's harder to communicate with your partner. And, you know, sometimes people get really comfortable in that sort of house setting and they tend to get a little too comfortable, a little too handsy, a little too exactly. mouthy. Um, so, you know, tonight we're going to talk about some of the experiences that we've had with house parties, the good, the bad, including the accidental yeah. orgy. <laughs> but before we get started, Kat, what are we drinking tonight? So since the uh, since it's December and yeah. things have gotten a little cold, I thought we would have a naughty hot chocolate. Mm. So it has uh, vanilla vodka, yeah, some chocolate liqueur, which my favorite is the Godiva. Yes, that's really um, good. Some butterscotch schnapps, a little cayenne pepper to give it a little spice, and uh, that's it. Super simple. Equal yeah. parts of liquor to hot chocolate. It's delicious. You can use any hot chocolate mix you want. But I'll put the recipe on the social media pages and on the website. It makes me almost wish for snow. Just like <laughs> almost, but not quite. Right. I'm not quite ready for that. And with our cocktails, we need a few hot tails. <gasps> So Kat, what is your hot tail for tonight? Well, my hot tail is um, something that happened a couple of years ago. Okay. Um, and, and this whole topic just got me thinking about that because it wasn't really a, a house party, but it was a, a sex club oh. that we had gone to. And Mr. Kat and I, this was our first time going to a sex club. And it was a, a another couple that we had met previously and played with before. And they sort of had the idea that we should go. And I loved that because they were more experienced. Yeah. And they knew what they were doing. And I would have probably been very nervous to do something like that cold, you know, on our own. 
Had they been to the club before? They had been before, and they described it perfectly. Um, what did they say? Well, what, what did you think? Like, what did you think when you first walked in the club? Well, I'll tell you when. Uh, before even walking in, you look at the outside and you're like, "What the heck is this? Yeah. It's in a not great part of town." Yeah. It looks really uh, skeevy on the outside. Is it it like look like a nasty warehouse? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I really didn't quite know what to wear or how the clothing thing was going to work. Like, do you wear something sexy right in the door or street clothes and then change? Yeah. I really wasn't sure about how to navigate that. So going with someone else that could kind of clue me into that a little bit was great. So what did you end up wearing? Did you wear street clothes to walk in or were you wearing sexy clothes? I I was wearing, it was like borderline, you know, sexy dress. Yeah. So you go in and there's a bar area and it's, it's BYOB. Bring your own liquor, but they had the mixers mixers and all that kind of stuff. And a a bartender, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, So you sign up your liquor uh, and they put a number on it and that's yours. And then they take you on this tour. So the dance floor, big, big area for dancing, sort of like a platform area in the back on top where, where you can get up and dance sort of on this higher level. And then they sort of had these sort of cages Ooh. on the sides okay. where you could go in and almost do like a cage dance kind of thing. And they had stripper poles and it was really decked out. And then they had another area where there were benches and little low tables okay. where you could sit and have a cocktail. Yeah, that was sort of at the front of did the it feel, dance Did it feel area. sexy? Did, were you... you mm, that, <laughs> that look says, no, it um, did not feel sexy. I did not feel sexy. It still felt warehousey. I yeah. mean, it was... I I wish that someone would make a club that's really high end and beautiful. Yeah. But I suppose, you know, there's just not a, not a place to do that. I think there's probably a market for it, but it's hard to find the location that will be okay with it also being a sex club. Exactly. I think that's right. So um, then he took us on a tour of the playrooms, the playroom area. Which was interesting because you go down some stairs and then you get down there and there's like a desk area where you have to sign up for a certain time. Oh, okay. Um, You have to sort of uh, uh, book it ahead. Like getting an elliptical at the gym. (laughs) I guess so, yeah. Okay. (laughs) And uh, he took us around to all the different rooms. They had different themes. Okay. And they had What was like, like, do you remember one of the themes? Oh, there was one that was like an animal print room. Okay. And there was another one that had a really high bed. Like you had to climb way up on top to get up there. And there are mirrors on the what ceiling. Is it like the princess and the pea? Theme? I guess. Like, I don't know. <laughs> to climb so high. I don't know. It was kind of weird, but that was the room we ended up playing in. Playing in. Okay. Um, and then it wasn't terribly <laughs> dirty or oh, <laughs> I only saw one or two cockroaches oh, it no. wasn't that bad I did not see any cockroaches <laughs> that would have that would have been it for me I wouldn't have been able to do anything after that but you know a lot of alcohol and <laughs> dancing and you just sort of I don't know so what was it like to play in the playroom of a sex club um it was fun actually it was fun. If you get your head around it, you know, you're, it's a different experience for sure. I'm sort of, of of the thought that here we are. This is the experience. It's just not going to hurt me. Just I, surrender I, yeah, to it. I just, I just 
give it a try. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. Um, and it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Once you get in there and the lights are low and the, you know, the mirror on the ceiling and there's like these twinkly lights yeah. sort of creating this um, starry sky. Yeah. Kind of atmosphere in the little room itself. And it locks. And there's no one looking in there. There isn't a window or anything. There's no window okay. on this room. Some of the rooms had windows and you could choose whether to leave the curtains open a little bit so that people could look in or close them completely. It was interesting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we did get to play with this couple and they are so nice. They're, they're just, her in particular is so um, caretaking, you know? Yeah. And she put me at ease right away and she was just... Amazing. And this was actually my first experience with another girl. Oh, so you had a little girl-girl play. It was very, very mild, very simple. Because um, she knew I was new to things, yeah. but she's beautiful. Yeah. And so it was just a little touching, you know, above the waist, sort of breast touching, little kissing. That was a lot of fun. And uh, Mr. Cat loved it. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> right? <laughs> But um, since we had been with this couple before, it felt very natural and, and it was it, it was easy and fun. And, you know, I was riding him and I look over and Mr. Cat has gone down on her. And, you know, we are just we had a blast. It was great. It was a lot of fun. Did you find that being in the playroom in a sex club made it? harder to relax or did you find like it was sexier was it a turn on like did it change how because you had played with this couple mm -hmm. before did it change how you guys had played uh in the club versus you know other times i i don't know i think the time factor is is part of it too because you can't you can't take over a room for like forever hours. for hours so i think that was on my mind a little bit um I think the fact that we had played with them before made it easy, sure. made it easier, made it fun, um, made me more relaxed. I think had we not, I would not have been relaxed. And I have to say, like, it is, it's not my thing to meet a random couple at a sex club and go have sex in, a, yeah. in one of the rooms. Me so neither. I wouldn't have done that anyway. You know, if, uh, if we had met a couple there that we knew but had never played with, would that have changed the dynamic? Maybe. Yeah. But it was fun. It was really fun. Awesome. How about you? What's your hot tail? So my hot tail is uh, a little bit of a, a tribute to my playroom and to my amazing husband, Yay. Mr. Ams. So I think perhaps Mr. Ams had listened to the last couple of episodes where he was not necessarily the star of my hot tail. And <laughs> he decided, you know what? I am going to set up a really fun, sexy experience for Ams, just for her. Uh, and maybe I'll make it on the board, right? <laughs> but uh, this was a random weekday night. Was it a Tuesday? It, it, it was Tuesday, Wednesday. It was, it was something very midweek. And uh, Mr. Ams looked at me and he said, do you want to go in the playroom? And we had just kind of cleaned up a lot of the recording stuff that we typically have in the playroom because we needed to do that for the role play mm -hmm. experience. So everything was kind of was cleaned up and the re recording stuff was out of the room. And so it was a chance to to actually use the playroom as it was originally intended, <laughs> you know, because we had started to build everything before we'd even discovered lifestyle. So it was always just 
for the two of us. And um, for for our listeners who maybe don't know as much about the space, you know, it is a, a room that is, it's about 10 by 10. So it's the size of a small room right off the master bedroom covered by a, a secret mirror door. And uh, you walk in and it's got, it's all just shades of dark gray. So we have um, little like velvet panels on one wall. They're called vant panels. And we have uh, like a gym floor in dark gray. And then we have this steel uh, bars that run across the ceiling with hooks. So you can hook, we hook the sex swing off of that. We hook a suspension bar off of that. Um, it's a lot of fun to play. And then there's hooks everywhere and that you can, you know, connect in um, wrist cuffs and, and uh, ankle cuffs, that sort of thing, plus all the different toys and implements um, and our costumes. It's just all in this room. And Mr. Amp suggested that uh, why don't why don't I tie you up and blindfold you and we'll have a little little impact mm. play. And I'm a bit of a rope bunny. I love to get restrained. I love a little, you know, bare ass spanking. Rope bunny? Rope, rope bunny. bunny. I guess I this has I've to go into the sexy Lexi. Yeah. <laughs> a rope bunny is a is a uh, it's not always a woman, but it's someone who, you know, is a little bit more submissive and really likes to be restrained. I like it. Yeah. Uh, so he suggested that we set something like that up. And I, I walk into the room and Billie Eilish is playing on the speaker mm. and we have, we have led lights that run around the, the ceiling and they were set like really dim, a sort of pinky red, dim lighting so i'm like ooh, flattering lighting and billy eilish and impact play clearly mr ams is thinking i'm gonna set up something really special just for ams you know and i'm like it warms my heart and and my nether regions right i'm just really <laughs> excited for what he's setting up so he uses the suspension bar to tie my wrists up so they're kind of up over my head a little bit spread and then um and then a spreader bar on my feet at my ankles and he um and he blindfolds me and just starts touching really gently and little like spankings little touch little you know bare ass spanking is one of my favorite things so we're, we're playing around like that he's going super slow and he starts to uh use the hitachi wand and does like a little bit of edge play so it's all just really doing it for me this is clearly a night set up for me and then as we're as we're playing he he puts his fingers inside me and starts like really vigorously rubbing the front, you know, like wall of, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Right. Yep. Inside front. Yeah. Wall of yeah. Your, yeah. And I sort of realize in this moment of, of sexual haze that, oh, he's decided to set himself a goal and obje an objective. <laughs> he's going to try to get me to squirt tonight. Like, it's very obvious that this is what he is trying to do. And that mm -hmm. kind of, uh, you've squirted, right? A couple times. Um, I don't necessarily squirt right right like, right, right but gush, gush. Yeah, yeah yeah so uh, that sort of technique of of rubbing really hard against mm -hmm. the front wall of the vagina that 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 does it that's kind of a a, a thing mm -hmm. 
and it was nice. The whole night was nice, but it was clear like he had to keep it interesting for himself <laughs> by <laughs> setting up a little, um, you know, a little goal to try to get me to squirt, which did not happen that night. Um, and I, I find I, I, I got to say, this is my little soapbox, right? I don't know why men think it's so awesome when women squirt. What is it? I don't know. It's a goal. It's a it's a thing. Like they feel good that they were able to do that. Yeah. Well, and I don't feel like it feels any different if you squirt. It's not like an orgasm. Right. It's not like when it happens, you're like, oh, my God. <laughs> it just feels like you peed your pants. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like a fun experience as a woman to squirt, mm -hmm. but it does seem to make men just, ooh, yay, they're so excited. Um, in any event, it was a really fun night. You know, I, I got there with the wand, which is always a great orgasm because that thing is powerful. And mm -hmm. then we, we took it over to the bed and, and finished off Mr. Ams. But it was really nice that he kind of put all that effort into setting you. up like my perfect experience. It was fun. That's cool. It was fun, fun weekday night sex. Okay, we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we'll share all the details of sexy house parties. And we're back. So just a quick note, today we are recording from South Florida. Uh, we took a little trip here. Little little vacation, a little bit of fun, a little yeah. bit of, of work. So please forgive any quality issues. We're not in our regular studio today. No, I miss my playroom. I don't know. This is pretty nice. It's beautiful. <laughs> it, uh, it's beautiful in some ways. I never want to go home. I know. But I do miss our recording studio. I this is too. this is not quite as easy to to record in. But uh, we have met some of the most amazing, fantastic people. people here in South Florida. It's sort of the mecca of sex positive communities mm -hmm. in the U.S. And we had a chance to meet with a sex club manager and uh, a yacht charter that's geared all very toward, cool yeah lifestyle Beautiful. um charter yacht thing i don't i know no boat talk i i don't do the boat talk <laughs> but uh and then some super sexy content creators we we talked with jane from swing fashion she was really really oh cool oh my gosh and we met um, Rachel and Tiff from the Sapphic Swingers. So cool. They are so much fun. They took us out on their boat, oh. which was so much fun. And their sweet little dog. A dog Piper. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Super cute. But they could not have been more like. Welcoming. Yeah. They're sort of like the co-mayors of. Of South Florida. South Florida. <laughs> they showed us all around. So it, that they was were incredible. amazing. And we are planning an entire episode all about our South Florida shenanigans. Um, but in the meantime, we want to hear from you. If you have stories about your experiences in Miami and Fort Lauderdale, any of the South Florida areas, or favorite places that you like to go or things that you like to do here, give us a call. Our voicemail is 
1-800-273-3829. Or you can find us on Twitter or Instagram and tell us all your sexy stories about South Florida. So now for the house parties. House party! Kat, what was the first house party that you attended? So our first house party was actually a pool party. Ooh. It was awesome. That's fun. So we had, um, I'll say the first couple that we ever played with, Mm -hmm. which we talked about on a previous episode, uh, invited us to this pool party. Um, They weren't hosting. It was somebody else. And um, that was so much fun. And so um, getting ready for this, you know, I was a little nervous because I didn't know what to expect, how many people were going to be there. Sure. Do I wear a bathing suit? Do I wear a dress? What do I wear? Do I bring something? Yeah. Like, what did you what did you bring with you? What did you wear? What did you bring? Um, I brought, we brought alcohol. We brought yeah. some vodka. Um, and I wore, I wore a little dress mm-hmm. and I brought a bathing suit. They had lockers on the side. They weren't really lockers. But they were cubbies like or something. And cubbies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was much more relaxed and casual than I think I had anticipated. So immediately when I got there, I felt relaxed. Everybody had clothes on (laughs) to start, you know, um, little dresses, little summery dresses. Um, First thing I come in, host asks me if I'd like a a drink. Of course. So we go off and we make some drinks and we're standing around the, the pool and we're just talking and drinking and just, you know, like any other regular vanilla party that you would go to. And then they had this fantastic pool area. I mean, they had the pool, the jacuzzi, they had some floaties in the pool. They had the sort of bar area, outdoor bar area with um, some games, you know, like pool and stuff like that. Big fire pit. Yeah. Did it feel, did they have neighbors? Did it feel private? It felt private. Yeah. It was pretty private. Yeah. I mean, I think they did a pretty good job of making sure of that. Okay. It was it was tucked away. Good. Sure. Good. So you felt like you could just be oh, yeah. pretty free. Definitely. When you got there, were was anybody naked or was it all was so everybody? We were still one closed? of the first couples to arrive. <laughs> you learned newbies. <laughs> <laughs> um, so which actually was nice. I, I think that's actually a smart way to do it because we were the first ones there. We got the tour. We got to see everything. We got to know the hosts a little bit better than we would have otherwise, probably. Um, and then we got to, like, there was a slow roll mm-hmm. into everything, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because we were there the longest. So, and they wanted everybody to show up by a certain time because they didn't want people going in and out. That makes sense. Yeah. So they also had sort of this cabana area where they had another little bar. And they had some benches sort of around us, around the outer perimeter of the room nice. with lots of pillows and things like that. And then they had sort of a dungeon area. Really? Yeah. It was kind of cool. It was small, but it was, you know, it was dark and it was, I don't know, just like you would think a dungeon would look. There was metal and wood and it was just, it was uh, like a 10 by 10 mm-hmm. area with maybe like a table or a platform kind of in the middle. Okay. And um, some bench seating around the perimeter, not the whole perimeter, but parts of it. And that was really cool. So we got the tour of all of this before people started showing up. And so I I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. And then um, people started showing up and drinking and talking. And we met 
so many nice people. I would say for a first experience at a house party, this was perfect. Yeah. Never felt pressured, never felt, um, it, it felt good. It was, it was a happy place. Yeah. How, so how many, pe- how many couples do you think were there, give or take? I would say probably 15 to 20 couples. Okay. It was a pretty big party. 30 to 40 people. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would say 30 to 40 people, but this space was quite large. So it could really accommodate that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it didn't feel crowded. Didn't feel crowded. Um, you know, there were people in the hot tub. There were people in the pool. There were people in the cabana area. There were people playing pool. There was a lot of different things that you could do to sort of. You know, it's not all like people don't just show up, take off their clothes and start having and sex. start fucking. Right. Right. Well, so, um, but when did that happen? <laughs> when did it, did, did, did it play happen yes. and where was it happening and how did that kind of all unfold? So Mr. Cat and I ended up in the main sort of area where I talked about the perimeter of, of the cabana, the cabana. Okay. So it started out with just Mr. Cat and I. But then the couple that we were invited by, mm-hmm. the um, the couple we had played with before, they came over. And so we were with them. And that was a lot of fun. And then um, the host and hostess, um, we didn't play play with them, but mm-hmm. we, we did some kissing and a little bit of touching and, you know, just maybe a little like what you would consider light foreplay, getting yeah. to know them kind of thing, which was fun. It was yeah. really fun. But since we had not really played with them before. I, and there was so much happening that, you know, they weren't going to devote a whole a whole lot of time to us. Sure, sure. They were going around the room, kissing and hugging everyone. <laughs> I don't know. As a, as a good host and hostess should. That's right. So I felt very comfortable. It was fun. So we did that for a little while um, in the in cabana. the main area in the cabana. You know, Mr. Mr. Kaz all over me, went down on me and I could look and I'm, I remember as he's going down on me, looking around the room and seeing this going on like in different places. Was there a lot of people playing in the cabana at the same time? Yes. Okay. But it was like they're over there. You could watch them and not be a part of what they were doing because the room was big. Sure. And that felt fine. I mean, that was comfortable and fun. So Um, how many couples do you think were playing at the same time? And you and Mr. Cat? Maybe four. Probably one group of four. And uh-huh. then Mr. Cat and I, and then the other couple that we were there with were yeah. close by with us and then kind of moseyed over to us right. and, and, and started to play with us a little bit. And then maybe another couple on the, on the other side. Okay. So, so most people were kind of playing with their own partner. With their own group that they had come with or, you know, and actually, I don't know that totally to be true. Well, that's true. They could have been. But it wasn't like, you know. 18 people in a pile in the middle of the room. Got it. Got it. Um, at least not that I saw. That's nice. Like yeah. that That feels kind of low pressure. It felt normal. It felt low pressure. It felt comfortable. It was fun. It was sexy. And then we did that for a while. We went back out to the pool. Yeah. And that's really where uh, in the jacuzzi, we were talking to the host and hostess. And that's where we sort of kissed with them a little bit and a little bit of touching with them and, you know, getting to know them. They're gorgeous couple. Mm. They're really, really beautiful. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So that was a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, you know, just drinking and having a good time. I do think there was a moment where I said, Oh, I, I feel a little dizzy. <laughs> oh, no. 
you know, that was the end of the night, really. But yeah, Mr. Cat always springs into action. Dun, da, da, da. I need to get her out of here. <laughs> that's good. That's good that he does that for you. He does. He's so good. So but that sounds like a really positive experience. It was fantastic. Oh, that's great. It was fantastic. And actually, we, um, we've been to that pool party more than once. Yeah. Yeah. The second time was even more fun because we were, we knew what to expect. Yeah. We knew what the night was going to, what the night was going to be. We had, we were there also with other friends that we already knew, we already had played with. Mm-hmm. I think that is maybe key to the first house party you ever go to. Maybe go with someone go with you someone know, you someone know. you've already played with yeah. so that there's that um, buffer there. That's a really good point because we, when we first got started and you would go on the dating sites for lifestyle, lots of people host house parties. Mm-hmm. People you've never never met before, you just see their profile and they're like, yeah, come over to our house for a house party. And I never I never felt comfortable doing that. Showing up at some stranger's house mm-hmm. and meeting a bunch of other strangers and I don't know, be expected to have sex with them. That is not my thing. Like and and if it's your thing, that's awesome. There are plenty of opportunities for that, but I, we never pulled the trigger on that because I, and I always thought the only way I would go is if I knew at least one other mm-hmm. couple. And I'll tell one. you, even now, mm-hmm. having a few years of experience, I still wouldn't go without having another couple. Yeah. I, I just wouldn't. It's just not my thing to have sex with people I've never met before. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I feel like it, no matter what, even now, I would be uncomfortable going without, because what's the purpose of going if you if, if you if don't want to have sex, sex and if I don't want to have sex with people I've never met before, I don't know. It's not going to probably not going to be a comfortable be a great situation. Night. So I just I just wouldn't even now yeah. go by myself yep. or ourselves. You know. Well, I'm glad your first couple so of experiences with the house parties were good because mine was not, not so, so good. much. Not so good. Yeah. So the the first one that I went to was kind of one of those hybrid experiences where it, it's hosted by a couple and they um, they collect fees to cover the hotel um, space. So they had rented out a really phenomenal penthouse space to host this party. And there had been a big fancy dinner ahead of time and then a chance to, to go back and to change and to go up to this penthouse hmm. to play. And it was it was relatively early on in our lifestyle journey. I would say about not even six months in, five months in to, mm-hmm. to the first time that we played. And did you know anybody there ahead of time? We had gotten to know some people. We didn't know them well. We had never played with them, but we'd gotten to know them uh through through a couple of uh sort of first dates, if you will. Yeah. So, you know, we get up to the space and it's a it's a large group. It's maybe as many as 35, 40 couples. Oh wow, that is yeah. big. So it's almost almost more of an event than a than a house party. Yeah, 40 couples, that's 80 people. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty big. Um and you know the the space was set up with a big common area like you have with the fancy hotel suites. Um uh, and then there were three 
bedrooms that you could go in and play. But in the main area, there was a certain amount of pressure at some point for the women to like drop trowel, you know? Like, Did they say drop trowel when it, when it, yeah, they said, to I, women. all right, ladies, time to <laughs> drop, drop trowel. trowel. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was a little bit more, ooh, it's a lingerie mm, time. Uh-huh. Let's, let's all get really sexy for our guys. And the feminist in me is like, fuck, what the fuck is this? Like, we're naked and the guys are still kind of clothed. So it made, That's me, a feel, odd. It made me feel a little uncomfortable. Um, and, and uh, you know, there was dancing, there was music. I was in, uh, I was in like a bra and panty set. And I think maybe I had my robe on or something mm-hmm. just to kind of um, be an extra layer of clothing. Shielding. Yeah. But it was, I mean, the women were in lingerie and the men were, were- in their clothes. normal clothes not like street clothes like converse and jeans and a band shirt but like you know regular clothes like we'd gone out to a fancy dinner i think most of the guys had not changed from that kind of attire mm-hmm. but it just i'm looking around the women are naked and the men are clothed feeling a little objectified just just a smidge like it, like you're not and here with me you're here Watching me. To ogle me. Right. Yeah. And not in a good way. I don't mind a little objectification. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. That's good. But not in that situation and not with people that I... um, I didn't want to play with, right? Mm-hmm. If I ha- if I green light a couple and we're going to have play, like I don't mind a little objectify objectification. Me. Yeah, that's right. You want to look at my ass? Let me turn around. You can get a better view. But if I haven't green lit a couple and I'm just, you know, there on display, it mm-hmm. makes me feel really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, in that event, we'd met two other couples. We'd kind of gotten to know them better and we were dancing on the dance floor and all of a sudden these other guys, men in couples, this was all couples at this party, start to kind of sidle up to our group and do a little touching and a little bit of just like getting in my personal space. And where were their wives? I have you no don't fucking, know. I don't know. They were not there. Hmm. They were not there. And um, they happen to be older guys too, which I have no problem with an older guy. I like an older guy. Like, mm-hmm. You know, but um, but it seems like they should have known better. Yeah. You think, or it felt like they were using it as an opportunity to get with a hot young thing, hmm. and didn't necessarily care what was happening with their wife. That was the, and you know, that may have been a judgment that that was didn't play out, but that's how it felt to me at mm-hmm. the time. So ultimately, we ended up going into a bedroom with this two other couples. And I, we had a great time. We played and um, we're all kind of on the bed playing together. Um, so it worked out really well that the guy that I was with, such a gentleman. I mean, really super nice guy. You know, the first one to make sure like everybody's wine glass is filled or, or mm. that, you know, um, everybody has what they need in an experience. He jumped up at one point to get like lube for his wife and then came back and started playing with me. So he's just a really, really nice guy. Yeah. And, um, and Mr. Ams was with the other couple's wife, who's absolutely 
beautiful and smart and sexy. And it it worked out really well. Mm-hmm. But part of the reason that we went back to play was to get away. Was to get away from the skeevy oh. guys who were just kind of getting really close and in our space. So that that was unfortunate. I left that I had a great play experience, but I left that event going, God, I wish the host had stated some rules or made it clear like this is a you know space where the the play happens and this is like a designated no place kind of put out a code of conduct something how to behave yeah and maybe maybe part of it was the people paid to participate so they felt entitled i that i i wonder i wonder if that was the vibe right so um yeah, I Ooh, didn't love bad. that experience. I didn't love that experience. And then you and I had a chance to go to another house party that mm-hmm. was hosted by the same couple. What did you think? What did you think during that experience? Well, at first I thought it it was fine. It was going well, but I think, you know, a similar kind of thing sort of happened where it was like I I think we were called prudy girls. Yeah, Ooh, remember? Shit. Yes. So, yeah, <laughs> because no. we weren't like Running naked. Or naked. Yeah. So but soon enough or, you know. So, you know, everybody sort of showed up to the event. It was very high end and beautiful space, mm-hmm. um, clothed. Uh, in fact, I was wearing this tiny little black slip dress with, mm-hmm. with no bra on. And I was like the most really naked <laughs> of the people who showed up. Everybody right. was in their um, like a cute little dress, like sundresses. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, oh crap, I kind of didn't read the dress code for this one, but you then, looked great. Oh, thank you. But then, uh, maybe an hour into the party, the hostess kind of went around and said, let's do shots and then get in our lingerie. And it felt very like, okay, ladies, it's time to put a show on for our guys. And it just, Ooh, right. Just and I wasn't really prepared for that either. That's right. So I didn't have. Like I, I hadn't brought a lingerie outfit to wear, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know that even if I had, if I was gonna want to do that in that way. I, yeah, it it felt weird. Like yeah. it felt like okay, now this is what's gonna happen, girls. So mm-hmm. take and, off your clothes. And there was a lot of pressure for everyone yep. to take off their clothes. I've never been called a prudy girl. Like, look at these Jeez, prudy girls yeah. over here, still with their clothes on. Yeah. So we were all in the kitchen. So there was a group of women who um, did the shots, got in lingerie, and they actually mostly moved into more of the living room area. But I would say even some of them seemed like they were like, what? What's going on? Yeah. And didn't really know what the program was either, Like, but felt pressured maybe felt pressured. To, to do it anyway. Yeah. But, and we went into the kitchen. It was it was you and I. It was maybe four other women, a bunch of guys. Mm-hmm. All the guys are dressed. One of the women was in a very sexy black um, brawn panty set with cutouts. Do you really remember cute. that? Yep. You know, it was like a lot of cutouts in the, the brassiere area. Um, and this other woman had on a very pretty pink dress. And the guys were pressuring. She was a younger woman too. I would say maybe late twenties. Mm-hmm. They were pressuring her and pressuring her, um, and she didn't want to take her clothes off because she had nothing on. Right, right. She had definitely dress. not prepared. No, a lingerie outfit. No. no, and ultimately she did end up. It was like it, you know, it was like a bunch of frat boys, yeah. right? Or like you know, take off your clothes. And so she did take off her dress and she's a lovely woman. She has a beautiful, beautiful body, but she's totally naked. And clearly 
uncomfortable being surrounded by guys who are ogling her. Mm-hmm. And it was around that point that the drunk dude walks in and he's, you know, saying something, I'm sure very like complimentary to her. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of turns to, there were three of us who had not, um, taking our clothes off. And he's like, oh, there's, yeah, there's the pretty girls in the corner. Mm -hmm. Like, what's wrong with you guys? And I'm like, fuck Fuck you. you. (laughs) Show us your dick and then we can talk. Like, I, you know, you are just talking, talking big talk, but you're not naked. And we started to actually pressure the guys in that same way like take off your fucking clothes and then i'll take off my clothes and some of them did (laughs) yeah that's true some of them bowed to the pressure to be fair not every guy in the room was being a a jerk yeah no 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 in fact my gentleman friend that's right from from the earlier party he was like the first one to take off his pants and god love him he is just the nicest guy in the world um and uh at one point mr ams walks in <laughs> we're all like take off your clothes and he's like what the fuck did i just walk into <laughs> So, you know, I I felt more comfortable. I was able to use my Mm -hmm. words more in this experience. Instead Mm -hmm. of being like pressured to take off my clothes, I kind of turned it around on the guys, which made me feel better about the whole thing. But I wasn't going to play at that part. Like I was already done with the the vibe of it felt super chauvinistic. Yep. And I did, you know, I'm not going to play. If I want to play, I'm going to play. Um, but, uh, if the, if the vibe isn't right, it's not going to happen, you know, it's not going to happen. So, but luckily Mr. Ams did get to play. That was hilarious. (laughs) So, so Ams and I are in the kitchen and we're, you know, this is the, the evenings I thought was winding down. Apparently not. Nope. Um, Not for everybody. No. So we were um, sitting in the kitchen, just talking with some, some folks there. And all of a sudden. Mr. Ams runs into the room, frantic as if he's on fire or something. And he's frantically looking through his stuff for something. And Ams looks over at him and says, are, are you looking for condoms? He goes, yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he did find one and off he went. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he had it. He had a great time right. over in the living room while That's we were right. hanging out in the kitchen. And that is the nice thing about a house party, right? You can set up a really comfortable situation mm-hmm. where uh, if you don't want to play, there's plenty of places to not play. Mm-hmm. And if you want to play, you you know, you can be a little bit, you know, more fast and loose with the arrangement of right. play. Right. It was totally fine that I didn't play that night and he did. Right. You had talked about it ahead of time and mm-hmm. there was a couple there that you had already had experience with. Mm-hmm. So it was comfortable. I, you didn't seem the least bit worried about it. Um, Not at all. But do you remember when we were sort of ready to go? <laughs> so Amza and I had decided that it was time for us to go, but we yeah. didn't care if Mr. If you wanted, wanted to, to stay, stay and get an Uber. But we wanted to let him know that we were going to go. So yeah. we, we told him that we were getting an Uber. Mm-hmm. And I think he was like, oh, no, no, no. I'll come with you. I'll come with you. And he popped up and off we went. Put his put his clothes on. Oh, my God. He, he took this a tiny woman on his lap. <laughs> he kind of took the tiny woman off of his lap <laughs> and got his clothes on. <laughs> and as we're leaving, we're walking. And he's like out of it because he hadn't finished. That's right. He hadn't he's come like, yet. He's like, I just need to come. I can't think. And, he's trying and to call the Uber. He's, he's like, to, I just can't think. I can't think. I've got to come. But he says, I need to come. I need to come. And Ams looks at me and she goes, Rochambeau? 
I laughed so hard. I thought I was going to fall over. That was so great. It was hilarious. And I, I, I did, uh, I did help him out when we. Of course, you did when we got home. So it was good. <laughs> it was a fun time, but it, it was definitely fun. just felt like you know. And I think because we have experience, because mm-hmm. we're not new to this, mm-hmm. and here we are talking about it all the time now. I feel like we felt a little strong in that moment. Like there weren't they weren't going to push us around. That's right. And I didn't feel scared or you know like we couldn't take care of ourselves. I thought we did a good job with that. But I think, you know, having a little experience before you go to a house party is probably a good idea. I agree. I agree. Because it's just there's a lot of factors. There's a lot of variables. You may end up in a situation that doesn't make you feel entirely comfortable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we did attempt to host a house party, um, (laughs) which didn't go exactly as planned. Definitely not as planned, but still fun. It was still fun. It so was. So we call this the accidental orgy. It was the accidental orgy. Because we didn't plan for it to be an orgy, but it kind of turned out that way. Yeah. So, you know, we, Mr. Ams and I had just built a house and we built a house thinking we're going to entertain and have these big parties. Uh, and then COVID hit, right? So no big parties for us. parties at all. No, no. But we decided to invite Mr. Cat and Cat, and then two other couple friends that we knew and had seen during, um, you know, during lockdown, mm-hmm. right? So it was just four couples. We had a little barbecue. It was super casual. No kids were in the house, which is unusual. And we fun. took everybody's temperature on the way in the door. Rectally. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> <laughs> we asked all the right questions. <laughs> Have you been traveling outside of the United States for the last 14 days? Yeah. Yeah, it's look, I think lots of people are having small get togethers right. and, and it's, you know, right now it's so hard to go to a, a club. It's so hard to go to a big event. Nobody's mm-hmm. going on the cruises. You know, lots of people don't feel comfortable traveling to resorts. So a house party is kind of that happy medium where you're keeping your risk level low, but you still get some social interaction. Right. And the time that we had this get together, the numbers in our area had yeah, come down and, and the Restrictions were easing quite a bit. And yeah. so we felt relatively safe yeah. to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was over the summer when the numbers were really low. So, um, yeah, so we had these four couples in total over. And I, I you know, we don't really talk about ahead of time what's going to happen, who's, you know, who's going to play with who, where are they going to play. We just kind of we left thought, that to chance. Right. We thought people would pair off a little bit. Yeah. And um, there were definitely plenty of places to hang out. So yeah. we didn't anticipate that we would move as a group. Giant, like, a, <laughs> like a giant little pod from right? one place to another. Yeah. So we, we had um, dinner. Great and then dinner. We, yeah. And the conversation was so much fun. Just fun. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, you get four lifestyle couples together and it's everybody's laughing. Everybody's having a great time. So uh, we finished up dinner and we took it up to the, the hot, hot tub. tub. Were we naked in the hot tub? Oh, I think we were partially naked in the hot tub. Maybe yeah. topless. Yeah. Or may- I, can't I think, remember. you know what? I think we had swimsuits on, but there was a certain amount of, of touching and kissing that yeah. was starting to happen in the hot tub. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get to the point where everybody's starting to get a little bit hot, a little overheated. And it's like, well, what do you do? Where do you go? You take a shower. <laughs> 
<laughs> so we all got out of the hot tub and do 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 headed over, over to, to the, the shower, big shower in the master bathroom, right? which is big enough to hold eight people. Um, well, we tested it, and it, I should say yes, it holds eight people. It for does sure. Com- uh, comfortably <laughs> is probably a s- overstatement, but everybody could be in that space. We were a little. A little yeah. cramped right and everybody's yeah, kind of laughing well. and you know just trying to rinse off and it was it was fun yeah and there was there was a, a couple there who we had not played with before we knew them but we hadn't played with them and uh she is just like a force of nature oh, i think Lord. i think the whole night kind of played out the way that it did because she was like the first one to take her clothes off let's all get in the hot tub let's all get in the shower i do believe it was her that says okay we need to go take a shower yeah Everybody, let's go. Yeah. And uh, at one point in the shower, I'm on one side. She's on the other. It's really foggy. Mm -hmm. And like the fog separates. And she's walking toward me with with, like a look in her eye. (laughs) I was like, oh, shit, I'm in for it now. (laughs) So she comes up to me and she starts kissing me and um, touching me and, uh, you know, like she is ready to take things to a whole nother level. Um, and I, fe- I felt a little badly because I was over in the corner with Mr. Cat at the time uh-huh. and we were kind of playing on the bench. And then she she came over to us and I was like, I, I, I got to go take care of this for a minute. What's going to happen here? <laughs> um, but, you know, eventually we moved out of the shower mm-hmm. and then all eight of us moved into the master bedroom and played you know, on the bed, on the chair, on the bench. Yeah, we had one of the one of those like sex benches mm-hmm. that sort of looks like two humps. Right. You know, it's like a lounge chair. Um, and, and it wasn't one big pile up on the bed. No. It was sort of like two people right here, two people over here, three or four people over here. Yeah. Right. So, and it 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 there was a lot of movement around, but yeah. it wasn't like one big pile where you didn't know who was touching you. No, no, it wasn't like a puppy pile, but it was definitely an orgy. Yeah. And that, you know, I, I mean, at one point I'm laid out across the sex bench and like she's going down on me and one of the guys is is kissing me, kissing my breast, like mm-hmm. up and I think I put And I think somebody else was touching your touching your body yeah. in some way. And it was just it was sexy. Yeah. I mean and and there were definitely moments in that experience I don't remember who was touching me. And but you know, I but it, was comfortable with everybody there. So right. it didn't feel like I, You had anticipated you might play with whoever was there. Right. Yeah. I, I felt the same way. Like I didn't feel like anything was gonna happen that I wasn't gonna be comfortable with. Right. Right. And and it was nice to kind of relax and let go a little bit mm-hmm. and not necessarily know exactly who I was with. Um, and then I came pretty quickly and tapped out. <laughs> it's like, you guys keep playing. I would go sit in the corner with like a blanket and watch. Um, so that was, that was nice too. I mean, it, it felt comfortable because it was my space. Was so I could get really, yes. but it was, the plan was not to have a giant eight person orgy. It was, you know, maybe somebody would get away into, you know, the guest room or right. something like that. And it just, because I think it was such a small group it ended up being that nobody felt comfortable pairing off right. and leaving the other two behind. Um, so not what we planned. Still a lot of fun. Totally fun. I think maybe that's really the only orgy I've ever That's That was had. my first and only orgy. Yeah. 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 So 
And I think of it fondly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fond orgy memories. We should make a scrapbook. (laughs) We totally could do that. We could make a scrapbook. Sure. Just like a Michael's down the street. Make a scrapbook of our orgy. (laughs) I think think we can do it online. Oh, that would be easier. That would be easier. Make a digital book. Yeah. Okay. So that is a lot of talking. I think it is time for Just Just the the Tips. Yeah. So what what are our tips for our listeners who want to go to a house party? Hmm. Well, um, I think our number one tip is make a plan. I agree. You know, talk to your partner a lot about what your expectations are, what your plan is, what what you're feeling, what you want to what you want to do, what you want to get out of the evening and find out what they want to get out of the evening. Yes. Yes, because in that kind of situation, you're, it's harder to communicate. There's people all around you. Maybe the two of you are separating to talk with other people. So if you don't come in with a plan, there's a really high likelihood that one or both of you is going to end up either having an experience that you don't want to have or not getting the experience that you wanted to have. Right. Or upset with the other one. Yeah. With, the other, with your partner about something that they did or didn't do. Yeah. So if you know... You're, you don't know anybody at this place. You don't want to play. Make sure your partner knows that. And, you know, then you can keep that line. Or if you want to go in there and like just randomly play with strangers, make sure your partner knows that. And he's on board with it because that can be fine. That mm-hmm. can be a totally um, valid choice. But if you leave your partner behind and they don't get a chance to play, it might make them feel like shit. Exactly. And we've all been to that party where or that. Uh, situation where there's a couple fighting. Yes. You don't want to be that Do couple. Do not be the couple fighting at the sex party. <laughs> don't be that couple. Definitely. Okay. Tip number two. If you know you want to play with a couple, talk to them ahead of time, right? Mm-hmm. Then there isn't, sometimes you go to these parties and it feels kind of like musical chairs where you're trying to figure out who am I going to be with? Who wants to be with us? Like, you know, you spend the whole night trying to figure, figure that out instead of just having, fun having a good time. Yeah. And there's something great about anticipation, right? Mm-hmm. Like if a couple comes up to you and says, uh, we want to be on your dance card for later. Yeah. Ooh, that's, that's sexy. Yeah. That, and if, absolutely. if it's someone you want to be with, of course, then that makes it more fun the whole evening. You can just relax because you know, like later, mm-hmm, we're going to hook up. And I feel like it it lets me be more flirty with mm-hmm. everybody else because mm-hmm. I know I can be flirty, but it, it's not like some promise of an invitation that I'm going to play with you when I've never met you before. Right. I can just get to know you a little bit better. But but then, it, you know, if we make a connection, we can make a plan for some other night to get together mm-hmm. um, and and. I'm still going to play. I'm still going to have fun. And it just takes the pressure off. Yep. And uh, number three, use your motherfucking words. Right. You know, if you are not going to be able to rely on your spouse, on your husband to be your bodyguard in every situation. They're not going to be there right by your side every moment. They might, right? There have been situations that first party we went to, Mr. Amps really did step in when some of the guys were getting too close to Hansy and he said, leave them alone. They're not interested. So it can happen. And it's great. Oh my gosh. It's so amazing when your guy comes in and he's like a shining white knight. But 
but you can't rely on that. Mm -hmm. You have to be your own protector. You have to communicate when you feel like somebody is crossing a line Mm -hmm. um, or is, you know, treating you in a way that you don't want to be treated. So do not be afraid to say no. No is a complete sentence. Right. And I think about sort of the way that I'm standing and the way that I'm presenting myself when I'm by myself, right? If Mr. Cat is not there, I make sure that I'm standing tall, my shoulders back, my head up, so that I don't look like a meek little fawn in the corner, (laughs) you know, pray to someone to come 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 take advantage of me. Exactly. Exactly. So I I try to put off that vibe from the very beginning, like don't Mm. mess with me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think, you know, if you stand with a little confidence, it's easier to use your motherfucking words. Right. Right. Well, and I do think if a guy comes up and he wants to flirt and stuff and you um, you're interested in it, right, you can still have that confident attitude. You can talk with them. And but if you're, uh, I don't know, almost like disassociating yourself Mm -hmm. with the situation and not engaging, uh, I wish guys knew that that meant leave this person alone. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be oh, touched no. by you, but they they don't read minds. They don't get it. So you have to do that mm-hmm. for yourself, right? You have to stand up for yourself and to be confident. And that's sexy. Ultimately, being confident is really sexy. And you'll attract the kind of, t- of attention that you want to right. attract. Right. That stance is really just one of confidence. Yeah. And it, it doesn't matter whether you're um, you want to be approached or you don't. You are in charge of yourself. Yeah. And that's what that is. Yeah. I feel so prepared to go to the next house party I know. and just fucking rock that shit. <laughs> and now it's time for us to get the perspective of some of our closest friends in a segment we call That's What She Said. For today's episode of That's What She Said, we have something very special. Yes. So this is a little bit of a listener spotlight. We, we've we been, we launched our first episode, what, about two, two months, months ago? ago, and we have been just overwhelmed by the positive responses that we have received from a lot of our listeners. But Sam's email really stood out Mm -hmm. because she is exactly the person we're trying to reach. You know, a woman in a happy, committed relationship that just needed like a little nudge to get going on awesome, sexy experiences. Yeah. Someone who's just ready to get out there and have some fun. So without further ado, we are welcoming Sam. How are you doing? Hi there. I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. So Sam, how long have you and your husband been playing around in the lifestyle? Well, we have been in the lifestyle for about a year. And then if you take COVID into account, substantially less. (laughs) So a few months of active engagement in the lifestyle, but a lot of thinking about it over that time. And what has been your uh, sort of overall experience so far? It, it has been wonderful. And I attribute that to finding the right people at the right time. Um, our, the timing for us has been just wonderful. And you mentioned in your email that like pre-COVID, you had a couple of house party experiences. Is that right? Yes, we did. 
What were your expectations going into a house party? Well, I will tell you honestly, my first expectation was if going back to those cheesy swingers movies where you go to that pool party and you throw your keys in the bucket and you pick a key out and you get assigned to someone and then you are expected to do something, which could not have been further from the truth. So how did it really go? What, what was your first experience like? Well, our group sets up a very firm itinerary for the evening. And I don't know if that's common amongst most groups, but we have a schedule where you're mingling in the beginning. Um, and then we're getting into music and dancing and kind of, you know, play on the dance floor, getting excited, meeting people, and then you can progress upstairs. So it, there is no pressure to ever do anything, which I was just thrilled about. So our first one, we just went upstairs, you know, kind of roaming from room to room, watching, because I'm a very big observer mm -hmm. and love to see what's going on. And, and there was no pressure. I love that they give you the big rule talk about, you know, consent is sexy there is no touching without consent. And if you, if there's silence, there's not consent. Our group is, is pretty much beats your head with that from the beginning. And so I, I feel like you are safer at a lifestyle party than probably a college frat party for a few. Sure. <laughs> That's fantastic. So it sounds like, was this your own little group that had these rules or was it the host of the house party that kind of well, through the rules of the party? So this is a group that we found through Cassidy and they keep the parties to about 50 people. And so they run everything and they are the one, they send out emails up until the moment you're leaving the house to like on the expectations. And then once you're there, we go through it again. So they, I feel like we are so fortunate. Like I said, I don't know if everyone does that. And I feel like a lot of people in my position could use a, a group like that or a couple that kind of steers everyone in the right direction because there is no question about what is okay and what's not okay uh, at this. And for someone like me, that means everything. You found uh, some great hosts too. Oh, we have been so fortunate. So is there anything, once the world kind of opens up a little bit more, <laughs> yeah. we can have house parties again. Is there anything that you would do differently or anything that you would tell our listeners um, sort of best practices in going into a house party? One of the things we have been told over and over is have your rules lined up as, as a couple. What a code word is, if you know things aren't going well or you need a little bit of help, things like that, or what was okay to do or not okay to do so that you don't have a hard ride home, you know, mm -hmm. oh, someone's upset over something that happened. So I thankfully have never been in that position myself, but I've heard a lot of stories. Um, and so that, that's probably the biggest thing that I, that I think about now going into this is what's going to be okay and what's not, and just having a lot of communication with your with your person be before you get there of what is expected of each one of you. That's great because that can be really difficult once you're there, you know, and there's oh. all these people everywhere and you're, you just, you're not able to communicate like you normally would. So that's great. Yes. 
Exactly. Especially when you're in a group setting, you know, you're trying not to embarrass yourself <laughs> or them, <laughs> but, but get a little point across. And, and I also am very cognizant of, I was one of your podcasts where you were talking about, you might go in with a plan and that plan might change over <laughs> the course of the <laughs> evening. And so we try to be flexible about that as well, because I am the person going in saying, I, I am nervous. I'm having some anxiety. I don't want to feel pressured. And then when I'm there, I'm fine. Right. And so I just need to work through that all by myself. And once I do that, it, it's usually all good. But if, if I'm, if I make these rules ahead of time, you know, I've learned that that's pretty limiting and, and you don't, you're not open to a lot of new experiences that are, turns out to be a lot of fun. Yeah. That, I think that's exactly yeah. right. We couldn't have said it better, Sam. Good job. Yeah, well, great job. They, well, I'm pretty much taking your words from you. <laughs> so that's our show. Thanks for swinging by. And don't forget, you deserve great sex. Now go get some. If you love the Two Hot Wives podcast, be sure to subscribe. And if you really love the show, rate us or give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. Thanks for listening. Oh, crap. I don't know how to spell cinnamon. I love that you don't know how to spell cinnamon. Thank you for not knowing how to spell cinnamon. (laughs) Makes me feel so much better about some things. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>